Oh, what a what an episode. Dawn's going to save some trees. Dawn's going to get her some some boy. They're dating at the end of this episode, right? A- apparently, considering he shows up in every other episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is heavily implied. Christy's like, at least some good came out of this situation. This is an episode where clearly Dawn is is channeling her extreme thirst for this boy into like her anger about the trees. It's very good for that reason and many other reasons. I like yes. this episode a lot. Um, this is this is angriest Dawn that yes. we've yet to see. Wait, we did see her get pretty angry in a previous episode where she thought Marianne was stealing her boyfriend, right? But this is righteous anger. This is yes. environmental anger. But wait, why would we be talking about that in the first place? Oh, should we go ahead and explain <laughs> to people what they're listening to? Probably we should. Hello. Hi. Uh, welcome to Pizza Toast. It is a podcast about adaptations of the Babysitter's Club, broadly, and yeah. maybe some other things as well. We'll see on the <laughs> future programming of the show. Uh, I'm Christy. I'm Phil. I decided and not to say my last name, apparently. That's right. That's right. I, I could say your last name. It's Admiral. It is Admiral. Uh, somebody recently found out it was my married name. It was like, would you not have taken it? Had you oh. had the option? <laughs> so yeah, so this week we're talking about Dawn Saves the Trees. This is episode number, what, 10, 11, 10, We're getting 11? late in the series. It's summer it's uh, 11. in Stony Brook. There's a book called Dawn Saves the Planet, but it is not the same as this. Dawn Saves the Planet, though, that isn't... When does that come out? Was that before or after this episode? I thought it was before, but I might be wrong. Yeah, so the book of Dawn Saves the Planet came out in 92, which... Okay. Because we don't understand how (laughs) this TV show worked, apparently this episode originally dropped March 12th of 1990, but it's got a copyright for 92 at the end, and everyone, again, is considerably older in this episode. I don't understand how time works anymore. Older is uh, coming through loud and clear, particularly with Mallory, we noticed in this episode, <laughs> poor, right? Poor child. She They're is like, so tall. Yeah, they are having to, like, do camera, again, like, camera tricks and weird placement of the, of the, of the, of the camera just to keep her in frame at this point. Yeah, it's I- really interesting because... Uh, none of the other girls are getting quite as tall as she is. We Marianne has been the whole time. Dawn has been mm-hmm. the whole time. But now Mallory towers over Jesse. Yes. And it's really fun to see, let's be honest. The fact that they don't have Jesse stand on... Because they're always in the back of the group. And the fact that they don't have Jesse stand on something to at least appear the same height as Mallory is confounding to me. Because there is this... I sent you the, the, the screenshot of the... Yeah. Of the Babysitter's Club meeting where Mallory looks ridiculous how tall she is. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just the, the the angle or what, but it really emphasizes that this that this young person is just going through a growth spurt. Yeah, it's 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 quite a lot to take in. But it's also not I mean like this is all just happening at the same time as everything that is actually occurring within the episode. Like we never address puberty or anything like that on the that, show. That would oh, be no. strange. No, we are t- <laughs> we are too busy talking about a park and spending some time there with Jamie Newton, who still has not said hi hi. So unlike 
the previous episode, this does not begin with the babysitters emerging from behind a tree. Uh, no. But it, it, and it actually has them walking through the park with their charges uh, in, a, in a very actually plot uh, plot relevant re- re- revelation of our characters. Like, oh, wow, they're walking through a park because that's where they're going. They're not just window shopping or uh, or gadding about. I actually thought it was interesting, too, because there's a little more fanfare before the theme song this week. And immediately it's like, uh, nature, because you're closing in on some birds, you're mm-hmm. getting some overhead shot, not overhead shots, but like some shots of the forest broadly. And then you, uh, you zoom in on the babysitters, it, as you say, gadding about just with Jamie, uh, Charlotte is there, I believe. Mm-hmm. Charlotte is there most yep. of the episode. Yeah, she's around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is our first, this is our first, uh, appearance of Jamie Newton as a yes. character. Who I believe is four years old at this point. Is he that? I guess he is that young. It's funny because it's so difficult in the books to remember how old characters are supposed to be mm-hmm. because they the kids tend to start just talking like adults after a while. Yeah, and there are also just so many kids for you to keep track of. It's sometimes easier if the kids are are kids that are like associated strongly with having a best friend because then you mm-hmm. could just remember two of them kill two birds with one stone. But Jamie's a little, little kid in comparison yeah, to is. a lot of them. So and you may know, you may know the actor, uh, yeah. who played Jamie, Jimmy, Jimmy Galliata, uh, as, as punk baby from look who's talking to. That is what I know him from. Yeah. No, I had never, <laughs> I had never seen this boy in my life. I did think he was an adorable little boy. Maybe not, an amazing actor, but that's sort of to be expected when you're in like the under five set, I think. He was in uh, all 21 episodes of the TV series Michael Hayes. That's not a real show, though. <laughs> Michael, Hay- Michael Hayes is a tough but sensitive ex-cop who goes to work in the U.S. Attorney's Office in New York City. Uh, he becomes acting U.S. Attorney when his boss is injured in a bombing. It was a John Romano series, also starring uh, Nicholas Pileggi and Paul Haggis. And, oh, no, created by them and uh, starring David Caruso. Uh, and I guess huh. and Jimmy Galliata played his son, his little son in the in the series. The, I guess he would be good as like, someone's little boy. Like that wow. that makes sense to me. Philip Baker Hall was in it. Wow, this is a <laughs> this is a show. I got to check out. Check yeah, out for a Michael show that doesn't Hayes. exist. That's a that's a pretty impressive <laughs> roster. <laughs> uh, also worth noting that he is the little brother of the actor who played David Michael in this. Yeah, series. which must be. So. I mean convenient for that family just kind of yeah, they, drop they, them off they couldn't the get him off set they may as well just put him in the park <laughs> so uh jamie is uh hanging out uh they find like an injured bird uh mm-hmm. jamie wants to there that's a whole thing that happens after marianne and stacy have this kind of weird moment where they're at a picnic the two of them and talking wistfully about Stacy's parents and her homesickness while she was at camp mm-hmm. this is alluded to, but we but never explained. And yep. Marianne uh, thinking that like when she sees the stars in the sky, her mother feels closer to her than she otherwise does. It's a weird moment. It doesn't feel earned necessarily, but it's sweet. I don't know. Is this our first acknowledgement of her of her dead mother? Yes, yes. Okay, because we've never even seen Richard on this show. Like no. Even even in the scenes where they are in Marianne and Dawn's house, which there are a few of those, like that's yeah. that's not uncommon. But yeah, it's 
No, we've never we've never heard about her mom before, which is such a plot point in the Netflix show. Like that's so right. important. So this is interesting. There are a few things that have been completely excised like that, which is okay. I'm yeah. fine with it. But then but then mentioned like like yeah. this. Like suddenly we're like, "Oh, I guess Marianne does think about her dead mom yeah. when she looks at the <laughs> Sometimes. Clouds. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes Marianne have... wears glasses. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> So Dawn and Jamie Newton are, are are catching some some juicy juicy tadpoles. They're huge. Those are very large tadpoles. Yeah, they they have hind legs. Uh, uh, Jamie doesn't know what tadpoles are, so Dawn Dawn fills him in that tadpoles are baby frags. She, she her voice in this episode. There is one thing she said that I just wanted to repeat to myself over and over again. <laughs> Will you reveal what that was later? I, it's later in the episode. It's something okay, about... The, it, she does say uh, David Cummings' name really funny, consistently. <laughs> so, they, yeah, they find, this, they find this injured bird. Uh, yeah. Jamie is concerned because... They think he thinks they're they he they won't take it with them. They're very responsible. They're like, no, right. we can't just pick this baby bird up. It might its mama might be around and just afraid that to come down and help it because we're around. So he's like, you're mm-hmm. just gonna let it die. <laughs> like, <laughs> I actually did worry for a second that Don was gonna take it in, like that that was gonna be a subplot because it seems Whoa. like kind of a Don thing to do. But no, uh, yeah. Uh, Charlotte suggests that they ask her mother what to do because. Her mom knows the emergency number for people, so maybe she knows the emergency number for animals. That's a very like little kid leap of logic. It is. It is, and I think like Claudia then says, "That's a great idea, Charlotte." Mm-hmm. Obviously, placating in this case, yeah. right? That's a great idea, Charlotte. Uh, also, we could talk to the parks people. Right, the parks people who were about to encounter within seconds yes. of this of this moment. Um, and so they are walking through the park. There's yes. a there's a pond they keep that they keep referencing. It's the pond where they found the frogs. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. And they're walking through the park and they see surveyors. Just surveyors, like yes. with their surveying machines or devices. Mm-hmm. Dawn is immediately <laughs> incensed she sees she sees people she does not recognize with surveying equipment and she does this little walk where she puts her her hands are kind of in fists and she like (laughs) strides over to the surveyors and like i was like oh boy when she gets there though you realize at least i realize visually you see just how young these characters are because as tall as the girls are they are still very little children yeah, next to these they're adult very surveyors. Small. And there are parts of this episode, I think we're reminded a few times very distinctly that they are just kids in mm-hmm. this one. I mean, there's a one particular scene where they drive that point home that I thought was really well executed, actually. We'll get there. Yeah, uh, yeah she finds out that they are going to build a road uh, through the park. And Claudia basically says... That they're going to pave paradise and put up a parking lot in the next scene. <laughs> and oh, how I laughed. But she doesn't quite say it. No, and she, I was gets, disappointed. she gets so close. But that's the framing device of this episode. Uh, they're trying to build a road that'll kill 12 trees, 12 of 12, them. 12 of yes. them. Yes. And uh, Dawn starts a campaign to maybe not do that. 
Now, and it's an interesting plot because it seems like we're about to get a typical, well, Dawn Saves the Trees episode. Like, the important thing is that the girls have a righteous uh, quest and Mm -hmm. they have to defeat these bad people. Uh, And what we'll learn throughout the episode is that things aren't quite what they seem and that city planning and parks planning is a lot more complicated and involves a lot more considerations than simply do we or do we not cut down a bunch of trees yeah this is rather more nuanced than dawn Mm -hmm. understands at the beginning uh but before she can learn about nuance she has to humiliate herself publicly (laughs) and she also must meet a boy I mentioned to you earlier, I think it's really interesting that we have decided in this adaptation that Dawn is the boy crazy one. Mm -hmm. Because Stacy and Claudia have not had boyfriends on this show. And that's such a normal thing in the books. I mean, there is a book called Boy Crazy Stacy. Later in the Friends Forever series, there is a book book called Stacy and Too Many Boyfriends, which is a favorite of mine. And Claudia is also usually dating somebody. But neither of them have anything like that. And this is the second time Dawn has been very into a boy. And I'm wondering, I don't, I mean, I don't know why they've gone that route. But uh, but yeah, they've definitely focused on her romantic entanglements. Uh, Claudia in the books eventually gives up searching for a boyfriend for a while and just starts a Lonely Hearts column in the school newspaper. So She does do that. Uh, Claudia and the Perfect Boy, one of my favorite books in any Babysitter's Club series because it is, I mean, for one thing, it's so antiquated now. But mm. even reading that as a kid, I was like, this is not a thing that people still do. Like, This is not a thing a school would ever allow. Oh, no. <laughs> to start a Lonely Hearts column in their school paper and 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 uh, reveal the addresses of all the students who are interested in. Some of the letters are kind of kind of questionable for like 11 to 13 year olds to be writing to each other, too. But yeah, at any rate, uh, is this do we get after they're like having the, they decide that they're going to have this campaign? The babysitters, of course. Yeah. So the babysitters are like, this is our this is our quest. Yep, uh, this and, is our cause in this episode. This is what we're working toward. Yeah. And we, we start hearing uh, the phrase like no one's going to listen to a bunch of kids is because yes. they're like their mantra. And so Don's like, we've got to try. Right. We've got to like at least like attempt to make a change. Cut to town hall or the city hall the hall of records mm-hmm. i guess at the library the girls walking out dawn has a stack of papers in her hand and they're like they just gave us a bunch of papers to read to to throw us off the scent dawn <laughs> immediately takes the stack of papers like, <laughs> it's the plan it's the park's plan and just dumps them in the garbage can outside the library which is great. It's yeah. a good moment. Uh, the sign says Stony Brook Town Hall, and I got That's really excited to see the phrase Stony Brook Town Hall because it just seemed like it suddenly was like, uh, yeah, sure, let's uh, let's introduce some Parks and Rec uh, drama. Like, the- but what gets me is that so they went into the they went to the town hall and they yes. were like, we're interested in this Parks plan. Like, we need to know what's going on. We don't have the details, and they're like, all right. They reach, I guess, into a file and we're like, here you go, kids. Here's everything on the park's rebuilding project. (laughs) Take it and read it. And they're like, okay. They then leave the town hall with it and then throw it away. Like, was it's not their own personal. They didn't make photocopies. Documents, and it's very odd. Unless somebody photocopied all of that for them, in which case that's also a jerk move on their part because somebody (laughs) went to a lot of work for them, and. 
Uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is getting into, like, Dawn is not doing her research. Dawn is, yes. like, rushing headlong into a campaign that is based solely around the fact that some trees are going to be destroyed. Yes. And so you see her throw away these files. And I'm looking at it right now. And these are not photocopies. These are original documents. Oh, so <laughs> someone's, so, you, you, I can imagine someone running out of the town hall like, <laughs> hey, you kids. But uh, this the is the beginning, though, of that thing where... You, it's sort of, to, it's like a tossed off moment, literally. Uh, yeah. Where she's like, they're just trying to throw us off the scent, throws the documents away. And you don't realize this is going to come back to bite her. Yeah. Right. In right. the climax of the story. Like, this is a, they're, they're, they are building a story here, like beyond what you would think they would. And I'm kind of impressed in, in how it goes. They're doing more, uh, it's like foundation building than they normally do yes. in this show. Even by, like in the next scene, introducing this boy. I mean, oh, yes. like, like, it doesn't seem necessarily that it's going to be more significant than Marianne has a crush on this boy, but it very quickly becomes that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, this is, this is the, so they've just tossed away all hope of the future. <laughs> Logan approaches. He's mm-hmm. unrecognizable because he's wearing a backwards baseball cap and. <laughs> He is beefier and even I was gonna bigger say, he than he also was. continues to grow. He he is starting to look older than the rest of them, and I don't know not all of them, but yeah. uh, Christy at this point is wearing her long her long shirt with leggings again and her fanny pack. I That's guess her is, only outfit. She's been wearing this, is, this outfit a lot. Some of the other girls have some good looks in this episode. There's a lot of cut off denim shorts. Uh, uh, Stacy has a shirt tied at the waist at one point. But I want to I want to credit the costumer because they've gone away from Christie's outfit, Christie's yeah. turtleneck and jeans. That's yeah. not here anymore. So I love that the costumer or whoever has decided mm-hmm. we've still got to make her look like Christie. Yeah. So we won't put a belt on her. We'll give her a fanny pack <laughs> because that reads as I'm casual, but I'm never going to stop being organized and like <laughs> thinking. Like, there's probably like a notepad in there. Like she's got ideas. It's all in the big fanny pack. Yes. And yeah. she's obviously carrying something important with her at all times. She's Christy. That would be for utility, not style. Like, that's yes. that's the point. It's a, it's uh, a fanny pack yes, filled with black uh, hair dye. Yeah. So Logan is approaching with a boy. Mm-hmm. And this is the point at which... Uh, I'm not going to say Zach Braff is my Cali Bishop. But Zach Braff is slightly more important to me, I think, than he is to you, as you have no context for him whatsoever. <laughs> How important is Zach Braff to you? He's not really, but he is... Um, I've seen a lot of scrubs just, like, in passing. So Zach Braff is, a, like, he's a borderline A-lister. Like, he's, a, like, he has made a few films. He's starred in a few films. He he was on a very long-running, like, a nine-season sitcom called Scrubs. Yeah. And I've always... There's always been something charming about him to me. He's kind of a he's kind of a weird guy, but in a, the only thing I don't like about him is that he's been dating Florence Pugh for a long time, and she's way she's much younger than him. And I I'm also like I'm just on team. She needs a boyfriend her own age if she's going to have one at all. But but maybe there's something good. Maybe there's something better in him. I don't know. At any rate, like, Garden State was one of my favorite movies when I was a teenager, which is insufferable now, but at the time really meant a lot to me. And I think he's good in this episode as David Cummings. So he shows up 
And yeah. I said, it's Zach Braff. And Alana kind of laughed. And then <laughs> she was like, wait, are you serious? <laughs> and I said, yeah, Zach, that's Zach Braff. And he, then you see his face clearly because originally yes. you see him from a distance. Alana let out this squeal <laughs> that I have never heard before. This like high pitched <laughs> that I was like, wait a minute, what? And she was like, that's Zach Braff. I had no idea she had any thoughts about Zach Braff. <laughs> I had no idea she cared about. I had no idea she knew who's. I was like, you know who Zach? She doesn't know celebrities. I was like, you know, she's like, yeah, that's New Jersey Zach Braff. He did that New Jersey movie. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. No. I was like, Garden State? She's like, yes. And I was like, I didn't know that you cared about Zach. She's like, I don't, but that's Zach Braff. This is amazing. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't care. I I've never seen Scrubs. I've never seen Garden State. I I know what he looks like because he looks like a spit and image puppet of himself. Yes. Like he is a, a living caricature of Zach Braff. And <laughs> so I know who Zach Braff is. I just I've never seen Alana get that excited about about That's a celebrity so before. Funny. It was amazing. It's it's great because he really like his face hasn't changed at all because uh I also made a noise when he appeared on screen. I was watching this in a different room from where from where Scott was, and I went, ah. And Scott said, what? And very concerned, and I said, I have to show you something. So, like, lugged my, like, lugged it. It's very light. I carried my laptop into the room, and, like, turned the screen toward him, and it's like, you're going to recognize him. And he's like, who is him? Like, you're going to recognize him. And then as soon as he did, he's like, Oh, oh, he was on the show. Because <laughs> Scott did watch Scrubs steadily for a long time. And again, like we both have some affection for Zach Braff just because he's a pretty likable dude. Uh, and in this episode, he is playing uh, love interest slash, uh, I guess like, what else is he doing? He's not really a foil necessarily. He's not a foil. Well, okay. So you just said you think Zach Braff's pretty good in this episode. I thought Zach Braff was a nothing in this episode. <laughs> he is, like, I was like, I think this is this is all bias speaking because he is just sort of window dressing. He is there to tie back to the council. Because, yeah. Uh, there, are, I mean, there are more scenes in here before we find this out, but it turns out that he is the son of the person who heads up the council that approved this road project and oh he is so conflicted about it the faces he makes in the like in the court are he he had some learning to do i would say there, so yeah so the, the beyond the conflict of there's they're tearing down 15 trees is dawn gets a crush on this guy who obviously has a crush on her they keep talking about how amazingly cute he is i'm gonna Remind everyone, this is a teenage Zach Braff who hasn't grown into his face yet, which is <laughs> a funny face. And I mean, you know, he's not like an unattractive guy. But if I saw him in a lineup of teenage boys, I wouldn't be like that one. I'd just be like, well, there's a there's an awkward looking teenage boy. But as far as the girls are concerned, all of the girls, he yes. is the bee's knees. Also, Logan pronounces his name at one point, uh, David Cummins. It's yes. his one nod towards I used to be from Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is an episode where we get plenty of Logan who is I can't evaluate the looks of these children, but like 
I would say Zach Braff is a real cutie here, but not in a way where it's like, oh, girls would have a crush on him. Logan is a cutie, and mm-hmm. none of them are talking about it ever. What's going on? It would be here? inappropriate. He is Marianne's cutie, but is- he <laughs> does. He is now fully looking like a guy who listens to bro country. He oh looks yeah, like absolutely. A, he looks like he listens solely to music with a hand clap track about driving your pickup or picking up girls or picking up girls in your pickup. <laughs> like that is. That is Logan at this point. Where Zach Braff is like, uh, Zach Braff's character is like going through a Smith's phase right now. Like he's he's a, <laughs> he's a sad boy. Like I would I would label this man a sad boy. So yeah, so she gets a uh, she she meets Zach Braff and Don is like ooh and they're like ooh Don he likes you I saw he was looking at you yeah. and then we cut to the scene a babysitting scene where the, the babysitters are forcing the kids to make picket signs. The kids are so on board with this cause right up until the moment Jesse is like you guys want to play a game and they all leap out of their seats then play said game for about twenty five seconds. They play Mother May I you ever played Mother May I I have played Mother May I but it had been long enough that i wasn't entirely clear on the rules and the rules are just you guys have to it's like a ministry of silly walks game like you you have to do something silly in order to get further up uh this is some more like more evidence that becca and jesse was really good sister casting i think yeah because becca does some things that are like like little flourishes like little dancey things uh jesse is uh, being sweet to her in this scene, but still treating her just like another babysitting child. It's nice. It's a nice yeah. one. Uh, and Charlotte, the actress who plays Charlotte, has has aged enough now that her acting isn't just like mousy little kid. She's yeah. actually like playing with the kid. Like there's a, there's a night there's nice chemistry between her and Becca, like mm-hmm. as there should be. And I don't know the 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 babysitting scenes in this episode are are enjoyable and uh, I'm gonna have to believe that the mother may I scene was entirely improvised because okay. you can watch Jesse making these choices. You're you're right. The same thing happened with the Simon Says thing in like one of the first couple episodes where yeah. it's definitely her making it up as she goes along, and the kids seem to be having too much fun for it to be entirely scripted. And she's making it up because. The actress is making it up, not because she got the lines and she's like really good at like Meisner technique. She's making it up like because the director said, just play Mother May I. (laughs) But Don will not stand for too much fun at a time. No, she (laughs) interrupts the game. So they start. Yeah, they're making some posters. Doing a great job. And uh, and this is where uh, Christy and Marianne come barreling into the scene (laughs) so fast and so frantic i thought they actually were like there was an emergency like they're like running up "Ah!" and it comes to find it's just because they were running late like that's it i cannot believe how excited christy is about boys in this show on occasion because this is her excitement is fueled entirely by the thought that now dawn will have a date Mm -hmm. when they all go to the movies with their boyfriends because we get a mention of Bart Taylor for the first time, I think. Do you want to talk about how disappointed I was that Bart <laughs> didn't actually show up despite being mentioned by name? They said Bart and I like grew two inches in my seat. I was like, what? <laughs> like I sat up and I was like, this is it. This is it. We're getting like the physical presence of Bart Taylor, the most enigmatic boy in the series. And it also would have made a lot of sense for him to actually appear because... So they, okay, set it up. Uh, 
Marianne, Logan, Bart, and Christy are all going to a movie, and Dawn is kind of like, oh, I gotta work on my cause. This is the most important thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but David Cummings is coming too. And then, oh, oh, Dawn's gotta be there. And David and Logan do both come along when they pick Marianne up for the, or and Marianne and Dawn for the like triple date. But no Bart. But no, no Bart. Bart. <laughs> he's going to meet us at the theater. Uh, <laughs> he is, he's coming from a different neighborhood. Yeah, he would be. I think so. I, you are right that Bart is quite enigmatic. Uh, yeah. We get a lot about him. There is a book, I think it's book 96. This is the, which is always the strangest thing I remember. The book numbers, uh, it's called <laughs> Christy plus Bart equals question mark. Question mark. And that is the most we ever explore uh, Christy and Bart or uh, their dynamic Bart himself. But they d- in the books, they don't have much of a double dating quality. Like No, you definitely don't, you, not. In fact, Christy kind of keeps Bart at a, at a, like a at a distance from yes. everyone else. Like he's not hanging out with them. He's from another neighborhood. He's a he's her rival, but her boyfriend. We don't even yeah. know if they if they like have ever kissed. Like it's it's they don't they're it's just they date, but in that kind of like sweet junior high school way. Like mm-hmm. they go to movies. But yeah, to to hear that they're double dating is like Well, weird. okay. Yeah. So Dawn works um, really hard on how good she'll look for this date. Uh, yes. When she comes down the stairs, David is kind of looking at the plans for tree saving. And that's when you find out, oh, yeah, he might think this is a good idea because his mom is behind all of it. Uh, and Zach Braff has, is, is given the unfortunate task of saying out loud, Flat Rock Brook Park. He goes... <laughs> He goes, they're like, yeah, we're, they're, they're cutting down the trees. And he goes, oh, Flat Brock Brook Park. And I'm like, that is the most <laughs> difficult line you can hand. Flat Rock Brook Park? <laughs> That's, it's a horrible name for a park, right? Yeah. Flat, it's, a, it's a horrible name for a brook. Flat Rock Brook? That's terrible. <laughs> you add that to a park? Uh, I want to I, I I run back a few seconds, though, to something yeah. you said. Uh, Dawn, there's this whole scene where Dawn's getting ready to go out on the date, and she's trying to choose earrings and then she's trying to she she's worried that she shouldn't wear her hair up and then Mm -hmm. the girls make a comment and she pulls it back down then we get like this like 30 second moment of her trying (laughs) to fix her hair that is weird and also delightfully charming because she looks horribly like she she legitimately seems like panicked and frustrated about how she looks going out on a date like it's it's very natural acting on this actor's part and i'm glad you pointed this out actually because the way she brushes her hair in this scene it's like she's never done it before and it's not (laughs) out of this is bad acting it is out of nervous energy about going on a date she's actually doing i mean she is doing what a girl going on a date would look like when she's that young like oh no I've got to look absolutely perfect for my for my junior high potential boyfriend. And this is this is what a director would do if they get an actor like like uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to look up her name because I can never remember it. Like Melissa Chase. Mm-hmm. And they and they finally realize that her specialty is nervous energy. This is a <laughs> that's something I finally realized. I was like, oh, she's good. Like she naturally is like just yeah. kind of jittery and all she over the jittery. place. Um, Which isn't a Dawn characteristic, but it's a Melissa Chase characteristic. <laughs> and the kind of thing a director like <laughs> Noel Black 
the director of the uh, of the uh, Anthony Perkins thriller Pretty Poison from 1968 <laughs> would find in an actor uh, in 1990. I'd love to pick that guy's brain. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, and that nervous energy comes back yes. a couple times, like in a pivotal scene, particularly, yes. which we're I just going to keep referencing until we get to it. But and I just want to say, I think this is some of the best dawn acting we've gotten throughout this episode they it's like it's like all that weirdness the facial tics and the quirks mm-hmm. she's brought to the role are finally just like funneled and like given a laser focus and being like we're going to give her a cause and we're going to make it super problematic and then we're just going to add the discomfort onto it by making yeah. this boy her foil i do wonder at this point because I don't know how far ahead they were writing scripts or anything like that, if there was a point at which they realized that Melissa Chase is their MVP. Because she is. Like, she's doing the best work on this show. um, And I think they put her at the forefront of a number of episodes, but possibly not for this reason, but they were lucky to do this. Like, uh, I mean, I can see the same thing happening, honestly, in the... uh, in the Netflix show with Sochi Gomez, who I think, mm. aside from uh, Lee, I can't remember her name, the girl who plays Christy, aside from her, is like, I think, the strongest performer of the principal five. But, yeah. Yeah. No, so uh, David kind of reveals his parentage. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's very dramatic. Dawn freaks out. She gets flips out. Really upset at him. Um, she's very. She's really rude to him in this scene, right? She's ugly to him. Yeah, this yeah. is uh she she just rips him a new one and then storms off upstairs and this poor boy is like I can't help who my mom is. Like I like I just Yeah. He can't like he's not going to He has only heard the virtues of this plan if he's heard that much at all. It's just his mom like having this thing that she has ongoing at work probably being happy about it being in a good mood that it got passed or is yeah. about to get passed because it because it clearly is going to like, speaking of, motion. of virtues when he mentions it to dawn he's like oh yeah it's a great plan it's going to make parts of the park accessible to people yeah. who weren't able to reach it before mm-hmm. uh like people in like wheelchairs and people with mobility issues basically you find yeah. out that's why they're building this road all of us and all of a sudden this episode gets cranked up a little bit because the villains are suddenly multifaceted. All now we're like, oh wait, they're not. This isn't them building a freeway through through. Uh, well, here in Minneapolis, we have Minnehaha Falls, and they built basically a road through mm. the park, and it was a huge deal. This is not just we're trying to improve traffic conditions this is oh people who with mobility issues can't access parts of our park so we're going to build a paved a paved pathway through this area so they can get to the pond Mm -hmm. but dawn doesn't hear that like she's not listening no and uh they end up having like all of the babysitters attend what would you call this is just this just a council meeting well first we have the protest Oh, yeah. Forgot about the protest. <laughs> With drivers uh, driving by and giving them thumbs up. But the image is degraded enough from the video that it kept looking like a bunch of people flipping them off <laughs> when I was watching it. First, I was like, "What? wait, whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, no, You're not that's... wrong. This is where they get, uh, yeah, they get interviewed by a reporter about why they're doing what they're doing. 
And in the, I like that in the article they don't name them. It's no. just like one of the girls. And and they get the front page again. This is our second Babysitters Club front page <laughs> after uh, after uh, Jesse was unceremoniously slapped on the cover in a paparazzi shot. <laughs> I think he said these babysitters move papers. Which yes, is- these babies- they're like, anytime those babysitters are out in public, I want a reporter out there. I want to find out what they're doing. These kids move papers. They sell. They're at the Rosebud Cafe. They're just, there's just going to be a guy with a telephoto lens outside, like, waiting for they, them and to they're do always above noteworthy. the fold. They're always above the fold. It's so good. Uh, yeah, that... Um, that adds to their excitement and like they're they're like oh yeah we are we're very fired up for this cause like we're gonna we're gonna make a big splash we're probably going to change the minds of everyone around us right yeah don is don is at a fever pitch at this point this is peak don yeah and anytime anyone says something like oh i need to sit down for a second she's like i can't believe you don't care about this as much as i do and they're like dawn we care about this we just need to rest every now and then yeah they're constantly trying to convince her maybe don't work on this every minute of every day but hey it's summer break what else does she have to do yeah, and this is this is this fits her personality in the uh, yeah. in the episode where in the book where Dawn starts the like save the Earth campaign. Uh, she also became insufferable, like yeah. she became an insufferable character. Yeah, she's rough. I mean, I've never liked books Dawn that much. She's pretty low on my list of yeah. babysitters in the books. For some reason, TV Dawn just comes off so much better. Even yeah. in this episode, like I have so much sympathy for her, uh, and also can totally understand why she is this fired up about something. Yes. It's a cause. It's something she can jump on, and jump she does. And oh, how she falls! <laughs> so, uh, like you said, they they the next step is to attend the town hall meeting. Yes. Uh, where because they're like what what can we do it's already been approved and they're like well actually there's there's some more there's another meeting coming up where you, they are listening to any like thoughts that people members of the public have you're allowed to go and express your express your concerns it is a little after the fact like right. we've seen this happen this happens in our this happened in minneapolis when they redid the like the zoning laws here like mm-hmm. the rule goes through and then people get upset and want to attend town meetings and you're like you could have attended dozens of them in the past but that's kind of how it works people tend to not hear about things until they get approved and then yeah. and then the, the so the babysitters attend this meeting and what happens what happens is dawn is the first to come forward she is asked uh by mrs cummings mm-hmm. uh what her name and affiliation are and she does not like i mean this is the first sign that she's going to falter here she doesn't really know what to do with the term affiliation because obviously yeah. she's not affiliating with anything, but she mentions the Babysitter's Club because that's her whole thing. She gives an impassioned speech about how many trees will die because of this. And she, over and over again, as Ms. Cummings kind of politely but firmly shuts her down, uh, is it, like, it becomes clear that she did not read the proposal. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Cummings is like, well, if you look at the proposal, you'll see that this is, you know, again, she's like set up so that people can access this area. Uh, you know, it's, it's only a few trees. It's there for, you know, so people, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. What, you know, like, what, you know, didn't you notice that when you read the proposal? And that's when you realize that Dawn threw away the proposal. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, well, I didn't read it, but you shouldn't cut down those trees. And oh, this is... It gets oh, it is really rough. hard to watch. It is really hard to watch. There are there are cuts to 
David a few times, who's also sitting there, and he is, uh, Braff is doing his best to kind of, like, be, a, like, a sympathetic ear and, like, really listening, and later Jesse says, he was nodding a lot while you were talking, a sure yes. sign that he agrees with her. Even though he's not in their line of vision. Nope, nope, not at all. He is behind all him. in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this also speaks volumes that, A, he's there. Like, yeah. I'm sure he doesn't attend all of his mom's council meetings. So he's there to see the babysitters, specifically mm-hmm. Dawn. Yeah, he is which, there to see Dawn. If you were ever in junior high and you had a crush on someone, this is what you do. Yeah, you take every opportunity to see them. You start a- attending a, ch- a church youth group that is not your church youth group, <laughs> if you can. <laughs> there are methods for this, but it's... I mean, it's sweet that he's there, but he also just looks kind of devastated the whole time. Yeah, this is when you go to see your like your crush in their performance or in their like and their like big thing, and you realize they're not very good, and now you have yeah. to like see them after and be like, "Hey, you really, <laughs> you re- that was really you up there." <laughs> I get us. So Dawn, of course, afterward is devastated, yeah. and she start, she realizes that it was wrong of her to do everything she did without actually doing her homework first. Yeah. So at which point she does her homework. She starts studying up on other towns that have kind of done similar projects and seeing if there are any that would fold in well with the plan that already exists, because it's going forward. Yeah. And uh, she does a good job. She's doing well now. She's... She sets up a meeting with David because, okay, she's like, well, what can I do now? There's nothing to do. There's no even point of doing any work now because now it's really done. And they're like, there is this boy who has a crush on you (laughs) with a direct line to the woman in charge. And this is where things get a little manipulating because it's clear that this boy likes her. And they're like, if you want to see this go through, you're going to have to talk to David. And so... (laughs) She sets up an origami meeting with him, which is a choice. It's cute. She's making No, she's making origami birds and David's like, "Hey origami birds, I I think I can make origami birds." He picks up a piece of origami paper, listlessly flips it around and then he throws it on the table and he goes, "I guess I can't do it." Um my husband does origami uh, and he's very good at it. So yeah. anytime there's a scene where somebody is kind of faking it or has supposedly created a bunch of it already, I'm like, yeah, it's not really how it works. <laughs> Cause it's, I've seen him do it. It's a, it's a lot more frustrating than you're making it look. Yeah. I just, I love that. He like just listlessly picks up a piece <laughs> of paper. He's like, I can make a bird. <laughs> he makes one fold. And then he tosses it aside and he goes, I guess I can't even do that. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> that's not attractive. Cute. <laughs> Everything that happens in this scene, cute. <laughs> but you're right. She did some amazing legwork. So yeah. this is, I'm sitting next to Alana during this and Alana works for the county government. And mm-hmm. so she hears and sees a lot of proposals for different things in different aspects of, of, of the governmental planning. Uh, not specifically like parks planning, but things along these lines where like right. something needs to change for a good reason, but there are many people who are against it. And this is the point where she was like, oh, okay, they're doing things right here because it's not only that you need to do your homework. You also need to 
to come up with an alternate proposal or else mm -hmm. what are you complaining for? If you don't have another solution, why are you bothering me? And so, yeah, so she finds other parks that have solved this problem and doesn't just copy them. She and the girls are starting to put together a proposal that is site specific, but that incorporates ideas from other parks across the country yeah. that don't involve cutting down the trees and involve using natural resources as opposed to concrete to make mm -hmm. an accessible pathway. Right, right. And David is impressed with all this. I think he's probably also equally impressed with how apologetic Dawn yes. is. Because she, she calls herself a jerk or says mm -hmm. she acted like a jerk toward him. And uh, it's clear that all is forgiven and he's going to help her with these plans. But it is a nice gesture on her part. And I think it shows more self-awareness than you can yeah. necessarily expect from Dawn in particular. <laughs> Book Dawn. Uh, yes. No, uh, serious. Yeah. <laughs> TV Dawn is always going to be a little more self-aware than, yes. than Book Dawn. But uh, Book Dawn tends to act out of her like immediate like emotions. Oh, yes. And then seriously regret them, like not just environmentally, but with her family and everything. Oh, she's she makes... an absolute monster in the California Diaries. She treats people so badly in those books. And he, but even in the uh, even in the main series, yeah. she convinces her parents to let her move back to California. Then she gets homesick again and sneaks in onto a plane to fly back to Stony Brook, yeah. and never thinks like she doesn't think of the consequences of her big actions until they get pointed out to her. Yeah, she's fairly she can be fairly manipulative. Mm -hmm. She's obviously really stubborn and i yeah. think the stubbornness works in her favor in this episode just because after she realizes she's done something wrong she's still like devoted to the cause she's just doing it right this time yes and uh in pure babysitters club fashion <laughs> uh they solve the problem by uh tricking an adult into coming to a location <laughs> Uh, manipulating her into going there to such a degree that I thought she was going to leave. She's angry when she gets there and she realizes she's been tricked. Yeah, she's mad. Uh, her her son leads her to the group of girls and she's like, what is this? Yeah, what and are you doing? What is this? And uh, Dawn shows her their proposal, which has been drawn by Claudia. So it looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have a momentary fake out where mom is like, I think... It's great. <laughs> and then they all sit down for a plate of fried chicken. Yeah, they do. <laughs> there are multiple fake outs in this last little bit of this yeah. episode. Because after after the fried chicken, it, they, it, you, get, you get a meeting. Oh, right. Of the Babysitter's Club. And Dawn gets a call during it from Mrs. Cummings and kind of fakes that things didn't work out. But no, they're going to do it. They're going to take the Yay. proposal and move forward with it. <laughs> and everyone is very excited uh, it's sort of established that Don is dating him now. Like, sort of. And I guess. he's never heard from again. <laughs> <laughs> no, because Christy says at least uh, at least one good thing came out of this uh, before the phone call, I think. Right. It's cute. Uh, and uh, all is well. In, uh, in Stone Oh, Brook. and they they the bird is 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 saved. They yes. They have saved the hurt bird and they let it go at the end there have also uh thanks to the babysitters club there is now a youth committee for city planning <laughs> uh i guess uh uh and uh and the kids are happy they learned that they can make a difference the bird's yeah. okay jamie newton is happy about the bird i guess he's hard to read and uh <laughs> 
just well and <laughs> and then the episode just ends like that's that it it, it ties itself up in a nice bow mm-hmm. and everyone's happy I would say this is the best episode, but I also think you needed everything leading up to it in order for it to be that, because we yeah. know the characters now and know like the kind of story beats that we're working with. And this is a, this is a little tighter than, a, yeah. than many of the previous ones, even the ones that had just one plot, because this one does have just the one driving plot. Right. And especially since we the last couple of episodes have been a bit all over the place. Yeah. And a little too proud of their like bona fides. Like this is look at all the characters we've brought in. Right. Right. I think Dawn and the Dream Boy, actually another Dawn episode is probably my favorite alongside Mm -hmm. this one so far uh, because they do just have the one thing that they're focused on and they execute it well. And also they're both Dawn spotlights. Let's be real. Uh, I think it's a testament to how strong this episode is that we didn't even mention that Jackie Radowski is in it dressed as a tree uh, for <laughs> a good portion of this. He's just yes, there he, and they, yeah. He doesn't want to be dressed as a tree though. He wants to be a dog. I don't know why he thinks that he should be dressed as a dog. I don't know what that has to do with saving the trees, but that's Jackie Radowski. Because he is a child. Yes. Yeah, uh, so, no, this was, a, this was episode 11 of the series, mm-hmm. which means how many more can we even have? Two. Two. Two more okay. episodes. Uh, can we talk just for a second about Christy's hair? Oh, yeah, yeah, because this has been something that has bothering both of us. Um, sometimes it's dyed black or dyed darker. <laughs> Clearly. Sometimes it's halfway through being dyed. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's her natural color, what I assume to be her natural color. She's a brunette again. And it's very odd. That's it, throughout this episode. Yeah. Like, no, that when I say all of that, I mean in this like 24 minute span, Christy goes through like a transformation of sorts. And so I've, does Marianne. Yeah. Uh, Marianne has glasses sometimes. And her hair is completely different. Uh, and I was like wondering if half of this episode was made and then the next half was made. Like. I would- it's so weird, but I wouldn't put it past this show because I feel like the production of it was so strange. Yeah, like... I mean, they definitely all went through growth spurts between the first chunk of episodes and the second chunk of episodes. But this is just this is just odd. Like, this looks weirder than some of those things. I'm wondering if they had to film scenes in certain locations when they had them. So the park scenes That's, were filmed... yeah at a different time than the Zach Braff scenes were filmed, say. Right. Like, like, or the town hall scenes. So, like, we have these locations. We just need to do all this this week. Mm-hmm. And then in a few weeks, we'll do this. Oh, no, Christy's hair has grown out. Oh, no, <laughs> her, her hair is lighter. It's the different season. I don't know. We're going to have to dye it darker. And that's what happened. The kids are taller. Their costumes have... I don't know what it is, but... Marianne suddenly looks like a different character. Yeah. To the yeah. extent that Alana was like, who's that? <laughs> so, well, yeah, see, she, has these, she has these little John Lennon Marianne glasses. You see glasses sometimes. It also doesn't make any sense that she's wearing them in that moment because normally it would be like puts them on while she's reading, takes them back off after she's done. It's 
really weird. And like, I looked it up, like Avril Hillman has done no other screen acting. Like no. she's still in the performing arts, mm-hmm. but she doesn't act anymore and was not acting in anything else at the time. So there's no real reason for her to have a different hair color unless it was something she did without telling them. And they're like, we got to change it back because continuity. <laughs> like, what are you they're, doing? <laughs> never mind the continuity within this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's weird. it's weird. It's something you don't expect to see, but it is it is very clear. No, uh, it's not the kind of thing you see on TV very frequently. No, no, but uh, that was just it's just one of those weird things. Yeah, the, the, it's worth the noting. Ki- the kids are a changing, and uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's and that's just it's just one of those little things we as scholars in these arts <laughs> can't help but notice. Aside from that, though. Good episode. Very good, good episode. Episode. And so, next episode, yes. what do we got? Stacy takes a stand. Oh. <laughs> I have no recollection of this one. We are in the portion of episodes that I don't remember, which I I am delighted by, frankly. What awesome. once we once we pass boy sitters, I'm like I'm out. I I know nothing. So, I'm excited to see a Stacy. She gets pushed to the background more than almost any other uh, of the characters so that'll be nice yeah. so stacy centric episode a taking a stand episode i'm excited i can't wait to see what those babysitters have in store for us <laughs> oh boy it's oh gonna boy. be great uh let's uh, uh let's say goodbye to our friends goodbye friends <laughs> go follow us on twitter <laughs> follow us on twitter goodbye bye <laughs>